Greetings, this is Lincoln Snyder, President and CEO of NCEA, and welcome to the NCEA podcast. And I'm joined today by Lori Power. Uh, Lori is Associate Superintendent of Schools in the Diocese of Sacramento, and she is here to talk with us and about an exciting event called the Junior High Academic Decathlon. So Lori, welcome. Hi, Lincoln. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so uh, please, just by by way of background for our listeners, I know we've known each other for a while, but I was hoping you could just first maybe talk a little bit about your your journey through uh, Catholic education as a as a student and as a, a teacher and leader. Sure. Well, um, all I have ever known is Catholic education. Quite honestly, I attended Catholic schools all the way through elementary and high school, and I ended up graduating from a Catholic college as well. My husband's a product of Catholic education. Our three children are products of Catholic education. Um, I've been a teacher and a principal and associate superintendent in the Diocese of Sacramento for uh, 30 years. So Catholic education is kind of all I know, <laughs> which is I'm grateful for it. Yeah. And so uh, you were uh, you're from, uh, of course, the, the Solano region of uh, the Sacramento Diocese. And so I, I've uh, and you served there as a principal, but you have been in the diocesan office as an associate superintendent for the last 12 years now? This is my 11th year. Uh, time flies. So uh, tell, tell us a little bit about your work as uh, the director of academics and student programs. Yeah, so I work closely with our superintendent, um, who previously was Lincoln Snyder, our host today. Um, so um, we, I work closely with all things academic, student programs, assessment, um, Last year, it's kind of been all things COVID, as anybody in a diocesan office can understand. Um, but we just we just do all we can to keep our programs uh, running smoothly. We do a lot of um, looking ahead to make sure that we are on the forefront of of the best academic offerings for our students, and um, just work with our teachers and our principals and our families to provide the best Catholic education we can. And you're also a leader with a group that is one of the harder to pronounce acronyms in Catholic education, the CCSSCC. So could you tell us a little bit about that group? Sure. The CCSSCC is the curriculum committee of our uh, superintendents from our 12 dioceses in California. And so we um, are always given tasks, um, which we readily accept. We have a great group of People. Uh, it started with the 12 dioceses in California, and we have since uh, expanded it to the six western states. So we have representatives from uh, Seattle and the Archdiocese of Portland and Las Vegas and Reno and Phoenix and Tucson and Albuquerque and I'm probably forgetting someone, but we have a lot of a lot of great educators who are part of our committee. So we just we just have a lot of projects we work on. Um, we realize that it's you know much easier to work smarter and not harder. So rather than all these different dioceses reinventing wheels constantly, we work together to collaborate to um, just to share best practices and to work on projects together so we can implement them throughout our dioceses. Excellent. And you, you were chair of that group. And I, I know the CCSSCC has a reputation for being a pretty highly functional uh, committee of leaders. So uh, what, what, what's been the best part about it and what, what's really made it works so well over the years, knowing that you're collaborating across a lot of dioceses and a lot of uh, states. 
Oh my gosh, it is the best group of people I've ever worked with. Um, every single person in, on that committee is so um, gifted and smart and heartfelt and faith-filled, and there's just not one one ego in the entire group. And we're all in it together. We all, you know, we all work for the same the same boss, God. So um, that's really our our mission, and it's just an amazing group of people that. Um, I look forward to working with, we, we get together twice a month um, through Zoom right now, and then we meet in person twice a year. So that's really awesome as well. But it's just a great collaborative group of wonderful, wonderful Catholic educators. Well, the reason we're talking today is is the CCSSCC has been the mover and shaker behind a student-centered event that NCEA is going to be uh, supporting and in, in rolling out nationally uh, this coming year, which is called the Junior High Academic Decathlon. And so uh, I'm just really excited to be having this conversation and we're really looking forward to uh, supporting you in, in hosting a, a national student-centered event. And it's a really neat opportunity for us as the National Association to have uh, a direct connection with students in, in schools. But uh, to tell us, uh, for our listeners, uh, what is the Academic Decathlon? So the Academic Decathlon started over 30 years ago by a teacher in um, one of our junior high Catholic schools in uh, South Central Los Angeles. And he just had a vision for an academic event that was parallel to athletic competitions, because at that time, athletic competitions were the ones that you know drew the crowds to the gyms and, and all that. And he just wanted to be able to give his students something more. So it started off very small with a handful of schools in the greater Los Angeles. And that was 30, 31 years ago. And it's completely taken off and um, in California, as well as some other states. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Excellent. So, I mean, th this is a really um, memorable event for me as a superintendent. I mean, the, the the energy in the room really is as exciting as any major athletic event you've ever been to. And so, you know, could you just walk our listeners through what that traditional event looks like? Sure. Yeah. So the Academic Decathlon is just, um, it's, it's Catholic education at its best. It promotes teamwork and cooperation and collaboration and just promotes academic excellence in, in all things um, faithful. And a traditional event, this is pre-COVID, so traditionally we would have diocesan events where we'd be in person. And um, the, the Academic Decathlon covers 10 types of tests, hence Decathlon. And uh, the first test is a logic test, and that is a team test. Teams are made up of 8 to 10 students. All uh, 10 of the students work collaboratively to solve logic problems. Um, these, this logic test is really, really incredibly difficult, but these are for, you know, definitely our, our, our academia of our schools. Um, the, the logic test is based on spatial reasoning and has problems regarding patterns and probability and mathematical reasoning and word logic. And um, so they work collaboratively to solve 20 problems. So that is the first test. The next part of an academic decathlon are eight individual subject tests. So eight of the team members, eight of the 10 team members um, have studied for an individual subject test and they take that test. And those subjects are religion, math, social studies, current events, literature, science, English, and fine arts. And then to round up the decathlon, the 10th test that we take is called the super quiz. 
And that is based on five subjects. And then each of the subjects has 10 questions. And this is kind of like a game show where there's a master of ceremonies who shares the question, offers four possible answers. The students at the table decide which is the correct answer. And then the team captain holds up a placard of A, B, C, D, or E. And that's what you've done in the past, Lincoln, where you've been our, our master of ceremonies for that. And then at the end, we tally all the points and we have winners for uh, first, second, and third place for logic test. We have first, second, and third place for each of the individual subjects. And then we have first, second, third place for the super quiz. And then the overall winners, first, second, and third place. And then the winner of, of the diocesan event then goes on to the, to the national competition where they represent the diocese and they participate in another academic decathlon. Brilliant. And so I, I do want to offer, uh, or if you could give us a spoiler right now for, for our listeners who are in dioceses that haven't participated, participated for, and are multitasking as they're listening to this. Um, I, I know that we offer uh, support for uh, schools and dioceses that are new. If somebody's listening to this podcast and wants to, to look at that website, what is the, uh, what is the spot they should be looking as we're uh, talking through this? Yes. Yeah, so the website is, has a lot of resources and a lot of information, and that is www catholicajhd.org. So Catholic, A is an academic, J is in junior, H is in high, D is in decathlon, academicjuniorhigh.org. And there's a lot of information on, on that page. And you're offering a lot of support for schools that are coming in for the first time new this year, correct? Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, so last year, what happened? Can I just step back and talk about last year? Because we had a lot of new schools. So um, in the spring of, I'm trying to think where we are, in the spring of 2020, we just snuck in our academic decathlon. It's always the first Saturday of March. So we all know what happened, you know, in the middle of March, everything shut down. So we just snuck in our live event and, um, and then COVID hit. So we got together as a subcommittee and we were trying to figure out what we were going to do for the following year. And we kind of anticipated that we'd be back in person because, you know, it's a whole nother year away because you know this COVID is going to go away, of course. Well, as the summer drew on, we started realizing, you know, we have to have a plan B. So we decided to make it a virtual event for last school year, just so we could cover all of our bases. And with that, we decided to open it up to any Catholic school in the nation. So it was really wonderful. We had 109 schools last year participate. We had some schools from uh, Rhode Island and Virginia and South Dakota. And we always have some from the Archdiocese of Denver and Colorado. Um, so we did have a you know a smattering of schools from around the country who really loved participating and it was ab able to give their students an opportunity that they would have never been able to to enjoy um, if we didn't if we weren't for forced to take it virtually. So it was really a boon for everybody last year that we were able to figure out how to do that. And, and just uh, you know, a, a plug for this new iteration going forward. And I'm just really excited that we're able to partner with you on this because really it's, uh, it's one of the most exciting events that certainly we supported as a diocesan office. And, uh, and you know, the idea of being able to scale this up in a way that schools across the country could be participating and competing with each other is great. And you know, for us as NCEA, again, having that direct connection to a student-centered event is, I think, just great for us in associations. So, uh, yeah, so we're, we're uh, really excited to, to be making this announcement that we are going to be uh, sharing this with our, our members and schools across the country. And uh, 
Uh, could you tell our listeners a little bit about what a school would need to do to start a team? Yeah, so um, traditionally a team is made up of eight to 10 students who actually participate. We have alternates as well and alternates, oh, let me go back and say, our junior high decathlon uh, is for sixth, seventh and eighth graders. That's an important thing to, to share. So sixth, seventh and eighth graders participate in this event. Often schools will have a team mostly of seventh and eighth graders, not always, but it tends to be that way. And then there's a lot of sixth graders who are the alternates. So they're kind of the kids, you know, in the, in the background getting ready for the following year. So we have alternates that study along, come to the event. Um, they just don't actually participate in the day of the event. Um, so that's eight to 10, that's a traditional team. This year we are also having another opportunity called a pod, a part of decathlon, because we know it's a lot to take, uh, a, a big you know chunk to bite off for a new, a new school or a new diocese. So what we're offering is if there's a school that might want to just you know dip their toe in this year to the academic decathlon and maybe participate in a few of the subjects, individual subjects. So they might have a math superstar and they might have a literature superstar and a you know, current event superstar. And so those kids can then study for the test, participate the day of the academic decathlon. And, and participate just like any other student who is competing in that individual subject. So that's called a pod. And that's a really great way for a school just to try it out and see. And uh, it's really, I think it's gonna be really, really helpful to some schools who maybe wouldn't necessarily jump in to the whole academic decathlon experience. Brilliant. So. And just once again, for our listeners, this is Lincoln Snyder, uh, president of NCEA, and I'm speaking with Lori Power, who is the associate superintendent of the Diocese of Sacramento and coordinator for the Junior High Academic Decathlon, which will uh, now be a national event uh, in collaboration with NCEA. And you can check out more about this event at our website at www.ncea.org. Or Lori, and we had an address for the, uh, the event as well. Get www.catholicajhd.org. Brilliant. So uh, just continuing the conversation then, Lori. So how would one go about registering a team if they're interested in participating this year for the first time? So if they go onto that website, Lincoln, there's um, lots of information um, and even how to register. Registration will start in September and it will end at the beginning of December. And then in October, we will be sharing all of the resources and the study guides and the theme and everything necessary for a team to begin studying. And that's when that's when teams really you know take off and and start with uh, you know their after school meetings or all the responsibilities that each team member has. But that website has all the information necessary. And I can say this uh, firsthand as a parent with a son who is on an academic uh, decathlon team. Uh, certainly, it is a real commitment. And this is just like being on any other team, you know, sporting team within a school. Uh, in terms of the time commitment and the seriousness with which some of these some of these kids take the take the event. Oh, absolutely, and that's what's so wonderful because um, you know, for many of these kids. This is what they do. They they look forward and they love the academic decathlon, and that was one reason why we were so where we were so um, committed to make sure that we had it last year because we knew that we would just be it would be devastating to the students if we didn't. So these kids are ones who really want to put forth that extra effort, study hard, 
um, don't want to let their teammates down, but it definitely is a commitment for sure. And it takes, you know, coaches and it takes teachers and it takes parents to help out too. And um, principals and, you know, pastors or whoever can help support the team um, and work, you know, either individually or in groups with, with the students to help them study. And um, one wonderful thing we have, uh, we have resources available for study guides and um, so the coaches, it's a little bit easier for coaches. They don't have to like create practice tests for the kids. We have those available as well for coaches to be able to, to purchase um, for a small fee and they can then use those with their students. So that's really, really helpful. Yeah, excellent. I wanted to actually ask you, so I know I know you work very hard to keep this uh, accessible uh, for, uh, for teams. And so just curious about the cost to register and then um, and uh, and how uh, you know in other words, what, what kind of investment a school or a parent would be looking at for uh, for putting together a, a decathlon team? Yeah, so a parent, we we, we would never want to you know have the parents incur any costs, but a school, we do charge a school two hundred and fifty dollars to participate to participate in this uh, wonderful event. Um, but we also tell schools that if you want to participate and if your school cannot afford the two hundred and fifty dollars, we we do have a little you know scholarship little slush fund that we can definitely support some schools. And that's last year we were able to have some wonderful vendors um, who supported us through scholarships. We were able to help a number of schools last year. But along with that $250, um, schools have, can purchase um, the additional resources and the study guides. They also do have to purchase whatever books are necessary for the students to read uh, so that they can prepare for the tests. So usually it's about two to $300, an additional fee for all the additional resources, um, in addition to the registration fee of $250. And it's not just big schools competing in this, correct? I mean, obviously we've had uh, small schools do very well in this competition. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it, all it takes is a handful of kids. Um, yeah, big, little, it doesn't matter. You just have kids who want to participate and it, it's just amazing to see their dedication and the joy on their faces the day of. And it's just like, just imagine going to a huge, you know, state basketball championship game in a huge gym where it's packed and just the energy. And that's exactly what the academic decathlon is like. It's just amazing. And uh, so for our listeners out there that may have caught my, um, my uh, uh, post on YouTube about uh, that I gave for San Diego about uh, the hero's journey and you uh, through this time of COVID. Uh, the junior high academic decathlon was actually a very memorable thing for us in Sacramento because that was the last major event we held immediately prior to uh, having to go to lockdown in March of 20. So uh, I think that it's certainly that the energy of that gym is something that that you know certainly uh, sticks with me because uh, it it really is exciting to have everybody together and. You know, the nice thing about what we learned about distance learning and uh, the Internet is that now we can really take that energy and, and push it out nationally uh, to, to any school that wants to access it. So exactly. And our, ho our hope is still to have in-person diocesan events. That's I'm planning to have one in the Diocese of Sacramento for sure um, in person. Um, so God willing that that will happen. If not, we will we'll compete virtually, of course. So dioceses out there who are listening to this, who are new, um, you could either have have it in person or you could go through you know the virtual option as well that we will be offering so either way yeah so t tell us some of the the stories you hear back from uh from students or from coaches you know i can certainly tell you that again for my son who's one of the most competitive souls you ever meet in your life uh he takes it just as seriously as he would uh, soccer or golf or anything else he's doing and 
and his coach is a is a, one of the top virologists in California who just uh, uh, loves coaching these kids in academic decathlon and has continued as a coach, even though his own kids have since graduated from the parochial schools. So, and this really does draw a very, very engaged uh, parent and uh, and student population to, to participate in the event. Yeah, we have a lot of kids, even who are in college or, or have graduated from college, who come back to their coaches and say, I am where I am today because of the academic you know, decathlon experience that I've received. I mean, it's it's very common to hear that. It's just amazing. But I actually do have a couple of testimonials. If I could share those, that'd be fine. Oh, please do. Okay. So last year after our virtual event, which was quite, it was amazing we were able to pull it off. It was quite an over uh, undertaking, but it was awesome. Um, we received so many lovely thank yous from kids and parents and coaches and grandparents and principals and pastors and everything. So, um, one of my favorite ones was from a principal and she said, all of our students decided that yesterday was the best day they have had all school year. And I was like, oh, that just, you know, almost brought tears to my eyes. It was so wonderful. And then, um, let's see, um, somebody else said the memories that I've made and the life skills I have earned are things, are, price, are, are priceless. And a parent wrote and said, the dedication of the teachers and administrators like yourselves is why I put my five kids through Catholic schools. And so we just kept getting wonderful, wonderful thank yous like that. And that is just the overall feeling for sure of the academic decathlon. And uh, you know, obviously this is a busy year for all of us. I know that uh, COVID continues to throw our school leaders uh, curveballs, but I, I think one of the good news or the good things about this program is it really does draw very engaged uh, parents in particular are happy to be those coaches. And so, uh, you know, I know that uh, our, our schools in Sacramento certainly have always really enjoyed a, a really high quality parent coaches that are that are happy to help out. So just uh, for our principals out there thinking, how do I do this? Uh, you know, it, it really does draw a very engaged population that, that helps out with the event. Right. And if there's any principals or diocesan leaders out there who are listening to this, who are thinking, hmm, maybe we should, you know, take a, a better look at this. Um, on that website, that catholicajhd.org website, there's a marketing video. So on the front homepage, if you scroll to the bottom, you'll see the marketing video. And and it's a wonderful video. Kind of just, it just... Uh, encapsulates everything about the day. So it would be a really great thing for anybody who's contemplating or thinking, what is this, what is this really like? It'd be a great thing uh, to, to check out and give you a better idea of what the day looks like. And then from there, you can share that with your parents. And, and I can't imagine any parents who have students in junior high um, and a parent sees that video would be like, ah, I don't think this is for us. It's very contagious. So I, I would definitely recommend sharing that marketing video as well. And we'll be happy to share a link to that on the ncea.org website, as long as, uh, as well as on the website where this blog is, is posted. Uh, so uh, Lori, anything else that you'd like to share as we're uh, entering into this new school year? We know that it's a busy time for a lot of people and we're managing uncertainty, but it certainly seems great to have this event to look forward to that can be a, be a success for our kids, uh, regardless of, uh, regardless of the best that uh, Delta may have in store for us. That's exactly right. You know, last year we took so many things away from our kids. They couldn't participate in sports and 
field trips were canceled and just so many of the, the traditional things that happened at our Catholic schools had to be put you know, on hold. Um, but this is something we were able to pull off. So I would just, just encourage any of um, the listeners here, if you have any, even the, the littlest interest, to go on the website, check it out, um, reach out for more information. Uh, we would love to be able to share more information with you to make you feel more comfortable with the process. Check out that marketing video. It's just a wonderful, wonderful opportunity for all of our students, for our Catholic school students. Excellent. Well, Lori, thank you very much for your time today. It's just been a delight talking with you after having worked uh, uh, alongside you in the school department in Sacramento for six and a half years. It's always a joy to, to reconnect and uh, just we're really grateful that you and the CCSSCC are uh, moving forward guns a-blazing with, with making this a national event. We're really grateful for the opportunity to, to support you in that. Well, we're, we're grateful to, to be on this podcast and we're grateful to work with all of the schools who are, who are going to be participating this year. Excellent. Well, thank you. Well, uh, once again, this is Lincoln Snyder, president of the NCEA, and I'm speaking with Lori Power, associate superintendent of the Diocese of Sacramento about the junior high academic decathlon. And you can find more information about this program and more on our website at www.ncea.org. Thank you for listening.